This is Donald Parham. You're listening to Chargers Unleashed, part of the LA Football Network. Stay diggy. And this is Chris the second, Chargers outside linebacker. And make sure you check out Chargers Unleashed. Shout out to Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph. They know the vibes. We outside. Are you checking in with Mike Williams from the LA Chargers, and you're tuning in to Chargers Unleashed. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Hefner and Dan Wolkenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by Bet Online, Charger Bolt, Family Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia, and Athletic Greens. If this is your first time tuning in the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolkenstein, as we continue this trip towards Saturday's matchup from the Los Angeles Chargers going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yesterday on the show, we had the one and only Jeff Miller from the LA Times talked about our own outlook after the Denver Broncos game and kind of as the early portions of discussing what we can expect from this weekend's playoff matchup. But as I said again yesterday on the show, and as we have teased on our Twitter handle all week long, Dan Wolkenstein has been working those digits, my friend. Sound the alarm. You know that that means something. You've seen the teasers out there on the Twitter handle. So back-to-back special guest this week. Again, yesterday was Jeff Miller. Today, if there is anybody that is feeling down about anything, and that is myself included, as Dan likes to say, as he is the resident positive person on this show, and I tend to veer a little bit more on the negative side, well, prepare to just get happy and get yourself hyped because... Dan Wolkenstein, who is the special guest that is coming on the show today? Fresh off one of the best hype videos I've ever seen created, the director who most people know about. If you don't know about where have you been, if you're a Chargers fan, uh, the director, uh, he has roughly 45,000 views on YouTube. Go subscribe. Uh, Creates all kinds of Chargers content. Uh, Just came out with a playoff hype trailer for your Los Angeles Chargers is going to be joining us to discuss all things Jacksonville Jaguars, all things this Chargers season, things that kind of turned into the keys of the season, some unsung heroes, as well as some of the talk you're hearing hearing recently about kind of the coaching staff being on the hot seat and who deserves some flowers. Uh, The director joined us coming up on Chargers Unleashed. Uh, Jake, not going to lie, today... Athletic Greens didn't do as much as I would have liked. I was in kind of a mood this morning. You and I had talked earlier, and I apologize for my behavior. Um, (laughs) While Athletic Greens might be helping my gut health, it's certainly not helping uh, the vulgarity that came out of my mouth today. Uh, So I needed to take a beat. But that does not mean that Athletic Green is not an amazing company to go out and check out the AG1 product to make yourself healthy with vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and, of course, all of the vegetables, the green stuff. Uh, Chargers Unleashed is helping you guys out. Get free travel packs. Get your vitamin D. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Chargers Unleashed and get healthy, both in your gut and in your mind. Uh, Jake, did you have yours today? I haven't had mine today, but let me just say this. You know, I felt like for those first... 10 seconds that you were talking about your experience this morning. I felt like I was in a confessional. I mean, Hi, that was, my name is Dan. Yeah, exactly. Or 
you know, you just like fully came out and said your little tease a little bit about what happened to you this morning, which the, the weird part about it was, is that this vulgarity that Dan's talking about was actually a conversation that we both agreed on. But I think Dan was just <laughs> Leave it to me. so pissed about what he has seen this morning in the narrative of, let's just say, the national media as it relates to the Chargers, some of the things on Twitter. Which we talk honestly, about, we'll talk about it with the director for sure. Which honestly, if Athletic Greens is not going to help Dan Wolkenstein this morning, I guarantee you the director is because I think if you can take Athletic Greens to aspire to get to the positivity that Dan Wolkenstein is, then if that's the case, then Dan Wolkenstein has a poster of the director to say, you are my positivity, my positivity that I emulate to be like you. I guarantee you, you all are going to feel that way after listening to the show today. But as Dan mentioned right now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash chargers unleashed to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The one and only the director joins us on Chargers Unleashed. Coming up next. Well, it is hump day, but it is also playoff football week for these Los Angeles Chargers and what better way to get Chargers fans hyped and to get everyone excited and to learn a little bit more about these Chargers going into this playoff game against Jacksonville than to bring in the hype man himself the man the myth the legend one of the best friends of the shows the director himself joined us on Chargers Unleashed to talk about all kinds of stuff today uh the director Stay frosty. I'm sure you're frosty now. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Oh, I saw the links on Twitter and stuff, too. It was like, all right, deep cut director edition. I like this. Let's grab some references. I see you. I see you with the alien and the stay frosty. Hey, first off, though, kia ora to the Bolt fam. What an exciting time to be alive. It feels like only yesterday, what, four seasons ago, we were feeling these same emotions. And it's happening again now with Justin Herbert. I can't even imagine. Uh, how many Chargers fans are coming out of the woodworks getting ready for this one on Saturday. For folks who don't know, you have to know and go check out the director, who, by the way, Jake, I know you and I have seen this because we don't live under a rock, uh, has come out with his latest hype video for the Chargers uh, playoff run, uh, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But hands down, best hype video you'll see for the Chargers this season. Go check it out at the awesome. director's YouTube. We'll put the link in our description. Everyone can go check it out. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so we will, obviously, we're going to talk about the Jacksonville matchup. We'll talk about the hype video. We're going to talk about some of the, the the keys to this season so far, and kind of what went right and some of the turning points. Um, and also just kind of go into how far this team can go. Yeah. Um, I also kind of want to get into some Brandon Staley talk that we've heard rumblings of recently, both locally and in the media. Um, but first and foremost, let's talk about your hype video. I, I have to talk about this because I don't think folks recognize the greatness and also how much work goes into this kind of stuff. And for folks who have not gone to go see it, we're going to play it on video. If you're listening, go check it out on YouTube. You can go see it. But I'm going to kind of let this thing run as we all kind of talk here for a bit. Talk to us about the hype video. Talk to us about kind of how you started this thing and what were some of your favorite parts going into it. 
Well, uh, first off, uh, thank you to everybody who's engaged with it already. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, you have to thank Mrs. Director for this thing even existing. A uh, very busy schedule leading up to the cut. She locks me in the dungeon, says, uh, you know, you're not, you're not sleeping until you get this thing. And I was like, okay, she'll see you at the cut and you in the morning. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Um, very fun. You know, I think a lot of the times when it comes to putting together like hype videos, because I think this is one of the first things that kind of gravitated people to my channel was just kind of the, the quality of editing that we like to put together. Because if for anybody that doesn't know, I worked in the film industry for a very, very long time. Nothing major, but enough to get my, you know, experience in terms of editing and and uh, uh, presentation and stuff like that. And uh, it's really come in terms of, uh, uh, in helping me myself try and spill out my hype for the chargers on a platform like youtube and so this season in particular was a lot of fun because i one big important aspect to putting together hype videos for me is telling a story and i think the chargers had a really nice story to tell this season a very inspiring story to tell because it really felt like we had worked up so much momentum in the off season really threw down the chips and found i would say the courage to go all in and then all of a sudden, just like a really dramatic Shyamalan movie, <laughs> the twist comes in and you're like, oh, no, here comes the, the downfall of all of that work. Here comes the downfall of all that preparation and the downfall of everybody from the players to the coaches. But slowly but surely and persistently, this team was able to rise back from the ashes. And that really was something that was kind of easy for me to work with. It was like a, a Lord of the Rings trilogy. You know, it's a blueprints already there. Just insert Chargers player here and here. And there we go. <laughs> but a lot of fun, a lot of fun putting together. I will say that this was one of those uh, we like to call them blitz cuts where it's like you don't have a lot of time, but you got a date you want to get it out. So I think this cut took in and around 18 20 hours which started Ooh. monday night and then went into tuesday morning the director's on a bender for the bolt fam <laughs> and honestly shout out to monster energy drink for sponsor <laughs> that, yeah show. that'll help that'll <laughs> help to, we'll, we'll have you do an ad read for athletic greens for us here in a bit don't you worry <laughs> uh, i'm sure that also helps you but um you know, it's interesting watching this video it's kind of playing behind us as we're kind of talking about this the i literally got chills watching this video because you see the kind of the pre-hype about the charges, right? And then you go into like same old charges, all the crap that goes wrong, all the injuries, and oh, here we go again. And then there's like this kind of like bone chilling pause. And then like, oh shit, what just happened? And then here we are. They, you know, can rise up from the ashes, like you said. And like they're just getting started. And now they're healthy. They're going into Jacksonville. And I think that's the part that you mentioned it like the story of this team this season specifically is so unique and is so like something written in storybooks and i know i'm getting a little optimistic i'm getting a little in the clouds here but it was just I, your hype video got me hyped and so obviously it did its job so well done um so maybe in that light um jake and i were kind of talking about this in your opinion what was the turning point of this season well, I feel like there was several in terms of real impacts made to turn into the right corner, right? To start making that shift into that team that's surviving to that team that is thriving. And I feel like I, you guys asked me, you know, some of the hype moments for this season. It kind of felt like the off season all over again with every week that brought news of a returning player. <laughs> Right. It was just like all of a sudden you're like, OK, maybe this boost will be just enough for us to survive, you know, week five or survive week six. And it kind of started to slowly add up. And I also feel like 
there are several points in the season where you really needed to find some form of good news on the team because there was just so much dragging us into the depths and so much, you know, in terms of uncertainty and, and, and wondering, you know, is someone else going to go down this week or it's really started to become a norm for the team. But every time it turned a corner and we found, okay, now we're getting, you know, Mike Williams back. Now we're getting Keenan Allen back. And then you see those returning players and their talent translate to the field, not just in stats, but wins. It really started to make a difference in terms of my perspective on the team. And I do feel like there's a lot that goes on in the background as well. First and foremost, you have to have your players on the field. But second and foremost, props to Brandon Staley for holding everybody together. I've, I've seen teams with much better rosters, we'll say, or much better circumstances, or even reputations fall apart when things just aren't perfect. Oh, no, it's not the perfect year. Oh, no, everybody's hurt. It kind of, you know, opens up room for doubt and maybe leniency. Now, Brandon Staley was really good at keeping everybody optimistic and finding a way to keep that spirit uplifted despite all of the setbacks. Director, I wanted to ask you this because you're kind of just touching base there as far as like some pl key players coming back and what was the, the turning point in the season. And Dan and I have had this conversation beforehand. You know, you, we know the household names as it relates to this team, the Herberts, the Ecklers, the Derwin James, the Boses, the Max. But in terms of guys that have really stepped up to help the team to get this point, Dan and I were talking about some of maybe the unsung heroes of this team that have really turned it on in the second half of the season. So I wanted to get your perspective as far as who do you believe some of those guys were that have played as big of an impact to get this team back to the playoffs? Well, you know, I feel like, I don't know, man, there's so much that goes in to a championship team, right? And I think you see it with almost every championship team every year. It's not just the household name guys. It's everyone else stepping up to the occasion and contributing in a very big way. And in the Chargers season, from the players' perspective, I mean, or from the players' uh, viewpoint, uh, Drew Tranquil has been outstanding this season. You got Trey Pipkins, who really stepped up to the plate, a right tackle, in a way that a lot of Chargers fans never believed he could. You got other players like Asante Samuel Jr. obviously ascending. I think we all of us had expectations for him. But what about, you know, Bryce Callahan, the underrated free agent? Huge. What about certainly, and this will probably be one of the top players in terms of the category that you're asking about, Kyle Van Noy, man. Holy cow. This is why championship teams need veterans on the squad because they bring a form of leadership that you just can't find from the coaching staff. Of course, you're going to have great coaches that can convey, you know, some of the best messages and, and some of the best teachings to bring uh, success to a team. But when you got a, a fellow teammate fighting that hard with the kind of experience that Kyle Van Noy is bringing to the table, I think you listen. And Kyle Van Noy, this guy kind of weaves into your question too, Dan. Kyle Van Noy, it feels like that was a huge turning point for this defense when he started conducting those player-only meetings and he found that stride with the defense. Everyone just kind of clicked, right? It was like the magnet's been connected, the lights have been turned on, let's go play some football and knock some heads. And it really, really translated in terms of what the defense started to do in the second half of the season. So I think some of those unsung heroes – Kyle Van Noy is certainly at the top for me. I think his influence has certainly been felt. His veteran you know, experience has certainly been utilized. But then scattered all over the roster have been guys like you know, Xander Horvath and Josh Palmer, who carried the load for so long. And you know some of the defensive backs that have really been stepping up. And then certainly, I do not want to close this statement without mentioning the special teams. The special teams have really 
stepped up in terms of their productivity. And I think all these guys go unnoticed. And bringing all that together is really what shapes championship caliber squads. So kudos to everybody from the bottom of the roster to the top. And one thing I will say, and I think this goes to, um, there are certain positions that you only hear about like when it's really bad. And, and for the most part, like going unnoticed is a good thing. And going unsung is a good thing. Our left tackle position situation oh. was absolutely in the dump. Literally, when oh. Rashawn Slater went down, everyone basically was like, season's over. Season's over. And to see a rookie come in and to turn that into a non-story. Like, we're not... I mean, at the beginning, people say, oh, he's just good as Rashawn Slater, which, you no, we'll be honest. But to turn the left tackle situation into a non-story into a unsung hero, you cannot, like, I, literally the team would be dead in the water if Jamari Sawyer was not here doing what they're doing. And so unsung hero, in my opinion, like, at the top. But again, it's, be, it's because he should be unsung. That what makes That's what makes him good. That position good is Jamari Sawyer. And so... Yeah, bravo to Tom Telesco, man. What a steal in the draft. Bravo to Jamari Sawyer, dude. Like... It's unbelievable. I had my doubts. I was like, I think we he could did. do it, but he's we a guard, you know? Like, what's, what are we going to see come out of this? And my God, man, every week I was like, okay, we got something here. I wonder how good he's going to be at guard if he ever pushes over to that position. Wow, huge, huge kudos. That's a great point. So I got to ask you this. Um, we're going to talk about these playoff matchups here for a second. Um, but before we get into that, there have been a lot of grumblings about Brandon Staley. And... You and I both, I think, are generally kind of the optimistic side. Jake usually takes the pessimistic side. But all three of us are now, I believe, in agreement that Staley has that remarkable job. You gave him his kudos, his flowers, his praise for how he's kept his team together. You're hearing a lot of rumblings and a lot of folks talking about whether it's, you know, Brandon Staley doesn't deserve anything yet. He hasn't done anything. Of course, he should have made the playoffs or... I don't give him credit until he wins a playoff game or I don't give him credit until he fires his offensive coordinator or whatever. And just kind of sucking the life and sucking the happiness out of anyone who is trying to be excited about this team. What do you make of kind of these now kind of national narratives about Staley on the hot seat or about Staley needing to prove something? Do you think that he's on the hot seat? What do you think about those narratives out there? Well, I first want to point out that um, it may go unnoticed to a lot of people, but when I was doing the hype video, I generally like to choose like main characters to follow in a narrative. And in this video, I was pretty uh, determined to make Brandon Staley the guy. And I knew a lot of people were probably going to be upset about that because I know that there's mixed feelings towards the head coach right now. But in the end, when I was looking at the season and kind of taking a broad you know, uh, perspective look at everything, I was like, wow, what a terrific accomplishment. Despite all of these setbacks that I'm now editing into a linear watchable form, that we're 10 and 6, that we're going to the postseason. This is absolutely fantastic. So first and foremost, I wanted to push Brandon Staley out into the limelight a little bit and saying, look, this is what was going on in the background while the buildings were collapsing. This was the man shouldering all that weight. And I feel like there has been a change of heart in me. There's been a change of heart in a lot of Chargers fans. And maybe down the line, we'll see a change of heart in people that are kind of stubbornly you know, digging their heels in in terms of Brandon Staley is yet unproven or Brandon Staley hasn't done anything yet because he really has. Well, what he's accomplished is, is certainly remarkable. I do feel, however, and maybe this is part of my fault, sorry, Bolt fam, <laughs> that the big 
one of the big narratives of the the season towards the end of the year has been the Sean Payton factor. And Sean Payton coming to the Chargers, as exciting as it sounds, is not in the now quite yet. I think right now, and this is something that I realized even going through the cut, it's more of a distraction than anything. Because when we look at the Chargers in the now, we're in the postseason. This coach has gotten the job done. He's transformed over the last, what, six, seven weeks into one of the most lethal defenses in the NFL. We've got to let that work. We can't be pushing that back because we have dreams of a Sean Payton taking us to the Super Bowl in 2028 or 2030. You know what I mean? We have to live in the now and understand that I feel like we're being a little bit, what's the word, smokescreened a little bit, not smokescreened. We're, we're um, foggy-headed in terms of our perspective because of, you know, uh, what, what what is it? Bird in the hands, better than two in the bush or something like that. And I did have a lot of excitement in terms of thinking about Sean Payton when we were down in the dumps. But you're not thinking about what Brandon Staley's doing in that moment. You're thinking about how can we replace him and get someone that can do it better. I don't think that was the right way to do it. I feel like Brandon Staley and his ability to handle business and figure out a way to succeed despite all those setbacks is a strength in the end. And it's something that needs to be added to his resume as, you know, we did lose here, we did lose there. Uh, he's a human being and he makes mistakes. I know he follows the analytics and we've seen some calls that people don't agree with. But in the end, what has the result been? And in the end, who do the players back? In the end, who is Kyle Van Noy tweeting about? Who are the, the players hyped about? It's Brandon Staley. So there you go. Sean Payton to the Chargers. Who knows what the future brings? But as of right now, in the now, Brandon Staley is a guy and he's got my full support. You know, Dan, normally I was going to be piggybacking off of that because I, everything that the director said right there was 100% spot on, and I don't disagree. I think Brandon Staley has 100% earned the right to coach this team for this next upcoming season. And now that I say that, I, I can't help but, and I'm going to shift it from oh. Staley a little. I'm going to shift it from Staley a little bit here sure because we all have had our criticisms about this team, specifically offense, and the inconsistencies that have tended to rear their ugly head every now and again. And director, we asked this about Jeff to Jeff Miller yesterday when we were talking about the play calling of Joe Lombardi. So if it's not if it's not Brandon Staley, just given the inconsistencies that we have seen, and I even went as far as to say I thought the last two weeks, as far as the offensive game plan, even in a Denver Broncos loss and the way that they went out against the Rams, I thought the offensive game plan looked very, very good. Looked a lot better than it did the two weeks before that against the Colts and the Titans. But gearing into this playoff run, given what we've seen, given the what we know you can maximize the ability of Justin Herbert and what this offense can look like. I'm wanting to see a game plan similar to the way that they played the Miami Dolphins and the fire that they came out with, with Justin Herbert and the points and the attitude and that emotion that we, you know, we rarely ever see from him. But do you think regardless whether or not the outcome of this game takes place, do you think that there could be a shift as it relates to Joe Lombardi in the offensive coordinator position? I think there's a huge possibility that the Chargers find another offensive coordinator in the offseason. Not, again, because we do give Joe Lombardi a lot of crap. If you guys watch my stream, we put together a whole animation of him high-fiving for two-yard gains and skipping down the street on swing passes that go for <laughs> negative yardage. We get it. We understand <laughs> There's been a lot of problems with Joe Lombardi, but he has done some good things, right? Not consistently, but it feels like whatever's happening now, the traction that we've seen now is a good sign going into the postseason. I want to, you know, we got to roll with that, right? This is it. This is our guy. I think he's got it sorted out. That gives me some optimism in the offense going into the postseason. 
again, whether or not that be the result of a win, you know, or how deep we go into the postseason is a different story. No matter what, I think the Chargers are still going to be considering making a change at offensive coordinator because the consistency has just not been there over the past couple of seasons. It feels like Joe admirably in some ways has done a good job in trying to supplement a lack of a run game with a whole bunch of these trick plays and you know passes at the line of scrimmage and uh, screens and stuff like that but at some point you got to figure out a way to to utilize the weapons that you're paying so much money <laughs> to be on this roster and then certainly the very rare opportunity to coach a player like Justin Herbert you really have to revolve around that and whether or not it be Joe Lombardi's fault, maybe a lack of personnel or whatever, I do feel like they'll at least keep the door open to, let's say, an ex-head coach or someone from the Shanahan system or whatever being available for them to be like, okay, this fits more of the vision we have for Justin Herbert. Joe Lombardi did Joe Lombardi <laughs> these last couple of seasons, but we want to move in this direction. So I do feel like, yeah, I would say it's probably in my opinion, but who am I? I'm just some dude on YouTube. In my opinion, I'm like, it's probably like a 70, 30% chance that they try somebody else new at offensive coordinator in 2023 later down the road. Some dude, the director underscore YouTube underscore YouTube <laughs> underscore YT has like 50,000 followers or subscribers. So if he's going to have a bunch more after this show, um, well, for him. 42,000, but you know what? I'll take that. Let's start pushing that narrative out. Director, the 50,000. <laughs> remember when you, you don't remember this day when we were talking about you getting to 50,000? It'll be like, you know, we had 150,000 or whatever. You'll be surpassing the Chargers YouTube numbers. Wow. Um, you can find him again at the director underscore YT. Uh, last question on kind of the overall overarching themes of this team before we kind of get into the playoff stuff. Um, looking at the offense versus the defense and seeing kind of how this defense has turned around. And then I'm looking at how the offense the last couple of weeks seems to have kind of turned a page. I can't recall a time where a playoff team has had this much like scrutiny for a team. That's like, again, like you said, if you snap the line, they won 10 games in the playoffs. Do you think that fans, pundits, folks nationally, need to kind of like pump the brakes on the uh, negativity or is it warranted? No, dude. What I like to tell people is that don't ruin your Chargers experience by holding on to grudges or letting other people's opinions affect your own. This is entertainment when all is said and done. This is a huge passion of everybody, but the point of football is to have fun. And we're going to the postseason. When was the last time this happened? <laughs> Four years ago, folks. Don't water down your experience by holding on to these, these negative narratives and these things. Even if I have some myself, I do. I have things that I think the team needs to fix. We all it's do. in the background right now, right? It's not in the foreground. Right now, my team is in the postseason. You know, we haven't had this opportunity for a long time. I'm soaking it in, man. I'm letting those rays of light from the postseason <laughs> shine down on me. I wake up every day, grab my cup of coffee, big, you know, uh, car salesman grin on my face. We're going to the postseason. We're going to the postseason. It doesn't matter right now, dudes. The, the head coaching, I know there's a lot of things that people have, you know, uh, narratives that they're trying to push right now. If you're one of the recipients of those, I would invite you just to either block them for now or just ignore it. Ignore it. Because, again, the truth of the matter, the hard, cold fact is this team could be going to the Super Bowl. Whatever the odds may be, this is the best shot they've had in a long time. Don't water down that that journey for yourself as a fan with any sort of negativity that's 
that's just, I don't know, oversaturated at this point. And I do see it. I see it on Twitter. I see it on Instagram. And it honestly does bum me out a little bit because I see not people, you know, bugging me in terms of why are you, you know, watering down my timeline, but more and so these people are ruining an experience for themselves, right? What happens if the Chargers do make it to the postseason? Sure, they'll probably flip a switch and be like, oh, I'm all, you know, happy and, and you know, skipping through the fields all of a sudden. But you could have been having that this entire time. And more often than not, too, I find that, you know, in seasons like the Chargers, which, again, this is a very rare season I've seen for the Chargers, you hold on to things. And this Chargers season did not start great, right? <laughs> Be it injuries or coaching decisions, whatever. I think it's time to drop that bag, man. Drop that that load off of your shoulders. You've carried it long enough, Bull fam, or you've carried it long enough to you individual, whoever's listening right now. It's okay to let it down. Stretch your legs enjoy what's happening in front of you and just go along for the ride man kicking screaming whatever shouting and yelling and cheering this is the time to be excited jake did you hear that jake the chargers are still playing in january it's middle of january and you could still say the chargers can win a super bowl this year i heard people that are like i don't know man i don't want to jinx it or like the chances are so low whatever the chances may be there's what how many teams out the Chargers are still in, no matter what the, the the chances are statistically. So, now, what stands between us and the Lombardi Trophy? First step is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who the Chargers know very much about. Uh, got the doors broken off of them earlier this season. Granted, lots of context there. Folks weren't there. Folks got hurt. Different Chargers team. Probably different Jacksonville team now. What are your kind of initial thoughts? I don't know if you've done your kind of breakdown, preview, predictions, but kind of what's your initial overall view of this game, things to look for, uh, I guess, the matchup as a whole? Well, first and foremost, this is going to be a fun game. It could end up being the funnest game of the weekend, especially with what's going on with the other teams right now. You guys hearing about Lamar Jackson and the other quarterbacks in the, in the AFC? It's kind of crazy. Two is not playing. Doesn't sound like Lamar is going to play. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's. That, that sucks in terms of the football viewership, right, for the casual NFL fan. I was looking forward to that game, seeing Tua go out there and all that kind of But it is what it is, right? The Chargers and Jaguars, first and foremost, is going to be a very fun game because I'm going to pay a little respect to the opponent first here. I think props to the Jaguars and props to their fans for hanging in there for so long. They're finally being rewarded in terms of the team coming together. They're now very well coached. They got the paper bag. The paper bags are off the faces the paper now. paper bags are off. They're also <laughs> straightened with a cup of coffee and the car salesman grand and strolling into the, the grocery store like, you guys deserve that, man. Good for you. I've got friends that have been Jacksonville Jaguars fans for the longest time, and I'll, they've, I've, I've only ever noticed them tucked in the corner corner of the bar trying not to be noticed with their you know uh maurice jones drew jersey because they're not there yet they're not there yet and that was years ago you guys deserve this man so i'm the same thing i talked to about chargers fans i extend to the jaguars fans as well congratulations enjoy it soak it in now that being said the road ends here <laughs> <laughs> the road ends here because you know i think the chargers a lot of Jaguars fans will go and make the argument of, well, last time, you know, we, we put your nose in, in the doo-doo and taught you a little bit of lessons and here and there. It was like, what? you take a look at that game. Because I went back and I, I watched it a couple of times after the fact. I was like, you know, what's going on? It really does come down. I think the biggest factor of that game was Justin Herbert wasn't right, man. He, he, was, he was, what was it, a cartilage and the ribs and all that. Thing. He was quite obviously disturbed and it really uh, played a factor into his ability to throw the football and the chargers offense is a, is a passing offense it just 
couldn't keep up. The defense, on the other hand, definitely lost its footing, and that was a game that uh, they can share some of the blame in dropping. Either way, I think these two teams are almost completely different now. You cannot go back and look at that. And even in the Jaguars' perspective, the Jaguars really have turned it on you know, in the, in the second half of the season. So Chargers fans going into this one thinking, ah, it's the Jags, it's going to be an easy win. We're going, we're looking at the Kansas City. Don't do that. Don't, Don't do that. Jaguars are a good team. They're a very good team. They're a team that I chose as like a sneaky good team going into the second half of the year, and they have been. They've been fantastic. They've got a great running back, which, again, is a good counter to our defense. I think their quarterback's been playing fantastic. Our defense is going to have to really put up what they've been doing these past, what, four or five weeks in terms of uh, their pass coverage, in terms of you know trying to slow down the run a little bit. They're not going to allow those 200 yards to Nick Chubb, but maybe you can allow 100 yards to Derrick Henry. Those kind of days, you know what I mean? Um, because I do think the Jaguars offense is quite lethal and then quite, you know, uh, also in the same, you know, breath, their defense has been pretty dang good too. They got a great pass rush, decent coverage. Um, I think it's going to be a fun one, but I do think the chargers in terms of who's more equipped to keep moving on, who's more equipped to come out of this one victorious. I do think the chargers have an edge in terms of their experience. They're a bit of a more experienced team. Uh, Justin Herbert in his third year, they do have, you know, momentum at such a shocking rate. If you look at the defensive stats over the last four or five weeks, it's it's unreal. They look like the best defense in the NFL. So I would say momentum is certainly on both sides, but I think the Chargers have a bit more of a leg up. Uh, but we can all hope anything can happen, but uh, it should be a fun game in the end. Let's talk about the offense for a second, Jurecic, because I get everything that you're saying in terms of the defense and that string that they put together for the better part of a month during that four-game winning streak that they put up. But, you know, it still kind of just turns a light bulb on when you see Cam Akers run the way that he did in the Rams game. Obviously, Denver, that was their focus with Latavius Murray and their running back group to run the football. And we said this throughout spurts of the season, whether you go back to the Kansas City game, the early part of the San Francisco 49ers game, and a lot of... and analysts said it too. It's like, why aren't they, why are these opponents not running the ball against the Chargers when statistically that's what they're terrible at? So to me, I feel like the way that this offense has gone into the playoffs these last two weeks, I think is key because to your point, you're not going to be able to stop the run, but can you force an opponent to go away from the run enough to where it's not part of the game plan? And I think if the Chargers offense can start fast, that's a huge key. What say you? I think that's exactly the the mindset that I've had these past couple of weeks in terms of especially facing teams that are known for running it a little bit more when we're facing the Colts, of course, the Titans. You know, we've been harping, you got to grab a lead, bro. <laughs> Don't let Derrick Henry go crazy, man. You're going to get slaughtered. And that's the same mentality we have to go into this one because uh, Etienne is a great running back, dude. And I think they know how to use him. And in the offense and the way they've been playing the past couple of weeks as well, you have the capability of slowing down ETN a little bit. You have the capability. You know it. You've gone against some good defenses. I know that the Broncos and the Rams have not been great teams this year, but they're defensively, they're good. They're very good. We saw it You know, versus the Broncos a little bit. They were able to slow us down enough to grab the win. They're good. They're very good. And I think the Chargers, they'll find some success if they can you know, uh, slow down uh, these running backs a little bit, if they can get in there offensively and find the kind of momentum that they had versus the Colts. These last few games that have been 30 plus points, that's real. Some people say, oh, it's an anomaly. You know, it's a lucky game. No, there's there's stats now. There's multiple weeks now of really good uh, scoring by the Chargers, and we're going to need it more than ever versus the Jaguars, because I'll tell you right now, 
I know a lot of people don't give the Jaguars as much credit, but they're going to put up points. They're going to put up, I think, a good number of points. And the Chargers, you're right, Jake, the offense is pretty key to this game as well. I think the defense can do a good job at slowing them down. I don't think they're going to be sub-10 points like or sub-13 points like we've been seeing the last few weeks. But um, the offense is going to have to match that. And we've seen a lot, a good uh, uh, amount of time where the defense is picking up spe- steam and and they're really, you know, turning a corner as one of the best defenses in the league. I think the offense kind of just started that two or three weeks ago. And if they can meet at some point and perform together at that level going to the postseason, who knows how far this team's going to go? You know, listening to this discussion with both you guys, I, I, I kind of I, I harp back to training camp when Jake and I were there uh, and we were sitting there when Khalil Mack was asked, like, oh, like, how hungry are you? And he does that, you know, I'll show you thing and you know fast forward look at the season he's had and you look at whether it's the seasons from justin herbert or from khalil mack or from kyle van noy or from drew tranquil or just the the understanding of the mentality of guys like keenan allen mike williams like the the team now feels like incredibly hungry like maniacally hungry like they haven't eaten for days and and maybe this is just me, but it seems like if you look at the two teams, Chargers, Jaguars, Chargers are like, this ain't it. Like, we we have so much more we got to do. Jaguars kind of have, like, I'm happy to be here vibe, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and, like, and rightly so. Like, they, they're, from what they went through last year to this year, the, the hunger just seems so much more palpable in L.A. than it does in Jacksonville. Do you agree, or am I just the homer thinking... I think you're right about the Chargers. The Chargers are certainly hungry. You don't go out there, and I think the biggest part of the success that we've seen these last several weeks, you don't go out there and execute the way you've been executing without that fire, right? That passion, that hunger. Because in the end, the players, I think, deserve a lot of praise for the way they've been executing these plays and, and, and finding a way to make the defense so much better. They've been great. And I think in terms of hunger, that's what it translates to on the field. The Jaguars, they're going to be hungry. I think they certainly are. I think they're carrying the weight of generations of sorrow from Jaguars fans past. The Ghost of Christmas past Jaguars edition is screaming at them right now. And I do think there's a lot of, to live up to. I think the biggest reason the Jags may be a little under-equipped is, is a bit of a lack of experience. Um, I don't know how many players on that team have made it to the postseason and seasons past. I don't know how many players on that team have won Super Bowls. And the Chargers haven't, but we got players that have. So there is an instillment of attitude and seriousness and, yes, hunger that the Chargers may possess, that the Jags I just may not have at this point. So, yeah, you can add that as another tick as, in terms of an edge for the Chargers. But in the end, that football team and that history, I can't imagine finding success as a Jags fan or as a Jags player and not going into the season and be like, yo, our fans, they need this. So we're going to have to pick it up. (laughs) So now let's talk about possibly taking it past the Jags game. Oh, you're looking ahead. Yeah, I know. I always like, ah, oh, my ears are burning. But I think it's an well, important conversation. Sure. Well, it, I think it became a really important conversation yesterday when it was announced that Rashawn Slater was officially activated off Give me a minute, off Jake. IR. <laughs> off Do it IR. for Rashawn. Do it for Rashawn. He is Do currently on the he is currently on the practice field as we speak, as the tweets have been coming in from Daniel Popper. So the potential that if the Chargers can get out of this first wild card round, 
And Rashawn Slater returns to this offensive line, and we know what this offensive line looks like when Rashawn Slater is back in there. Obviously, it's you know heavenly bells for Justin Herbert. It makes Matt Filer a better player when he's in part of the line. But just in terms of, I'm really itching to get back to Kansas City. And I think oh, a yeah. lot of other people are too. So let's just hypothetically, not trying to jinx it, not trying to talk out of my ass here, but if the Chargers could get past Jacksonville with a performance that you've been talking about, Director, how far do you think that they could actually go if it got to that point where literally you got all your horses to possibly go up against Kansas City? All right. I'm going to need to take a breath here. Okay. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure how much of bring, this bring is the like, hype because this is why I asked this question. I feel, I feel like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Moana. Hype. I feel like we're Moana. I feel like how far we'll go. Like this, this I, I, dudes, I gotta tell no you, no better person to say this right now than you. So this is you're, why you're I offering a kid at a candy store free access. You know, I just don't know where to start. I'm shaking. You know, I, I, I there's there's so much going on in my mind right now. Honestly, dudes, and again, I don't know how much of this is hype or how much of this is backed up NFL analytical evidence. But I honestly think if the Chargers can make it through the Jags and they go into Kansas City with Rashawn Slater back on that line, I think the Chargers' chances at making the Super Bowl are massive. I think honestly, dudes, and again, I may be overhyping this a little bit, but I'm not. Rashawn <laughs> Slater. <laughs> Rashawn Slater coming back is such a huge Deal. I don't know if I mean because people, uh, especially certainly fans, even myself included, a bit of a short memory in terms of what this offense can look like because we haven't had Rashawn for so long. We've all forgotten, right? This is back in the, the day before the Hobbits, right? It's it's there's there's <laughs> nobody knows. It's been too long, and and when Rashawn Slater's on the field, this offense is completely different. When you've got a set and forget left tackle, the things that you can do with that quarterback, the things that you can do in your game planning, it feels like Joe Lombardi came in with this like novel of plays that he was excited to run through. And then Rashawn goes down, he tosses it behind his shoulder, and he picks up this one sheet of screen passes and says, Okay, this is what we got to go with. <laughs> you know, it, it honestly, guys, that book is, is about to be picked up out of the bin and, and start being utilized again because. I used this this uh, analogy a couple of weeks ago. Think of you know Justin Herbert as as a juggler, right? He's juggling, and there's a door in front of him that he needs to keep closed. Well, how hard is it going to be? And that door, by the way, is the offensive line. How hard is it going to be to juggle if you've got the one hand and the other one using it to keep the door closed? It's it's not going to be very good. But all of a sudden, if you get a key in which you can un in which you can lock that door and not think about it, use both of your hands, then the tricks start coming out. Then you know, uh, Circus Delayer comes in with the contracts and all that kind of stuff. That is what Rashawn Slater is. He is that key to that offensive line that gives you primary focus on what you're doing and allows so much more in terms of unlocking the offense. So again, bit of a long explanation there, but I think Rashawn Slater is such a massive piece of this offense that if the Chargers can get him back. They have a great shot versus the Kansas City Chiefs, certainly with that defense rolled into with that as well. And then who knows how far they can go. I think the Chargers' chances at a Super Bowl, if they get Rashawn Slater back and make it through the Jags, goes up exponentially. Don't underestimate the Rashawn, dudes. It's such a big deal. It's such a big deal. I'm putting on a, I'm putting on a spot here. If the Chargers make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know if you've already talked about this, but if they make it to the Super Bowl, how are you going to react? Like, what's going to be your like? What What will you do? I'm going to have to make sure there's not a camera within a mile of me because there will be tears. 
I, I actually thought you were going to say like there's going to be some form of like public nudity. With public nudity. I'm going to go out there, make yeah. the news. <laughs> no, I just got to get people's attention. Just start ripping articles of clothes off, paint a bolt on my chest, go streaking down State Street. Like, yeah, there's a lot. There's going to be a lot. I don't know, dudes. I've been I've, like you guys. I've waited all my life for this, right? I think everybody, so many Chargers fans out there alive before I was even born cheering for the Chargers. They've been waiting a long time for this. I got a buddy. Uh, uh, who was a Chargers fan, went to the Super Bowl in 94, 95, 94, and he left super disappointed. He's been waiting this entire time, too. It's th- it's just that buildup, right? That crescendo that never ends. Finally, let's get to the drop. You know what I mean? So that buildup, that excitement, honestly, there'll be hugs, there'll be tears, there'll be, I don't know, overspending. <laughs> <laughs> in terms 100%. of just grabbing Chargers things everywhere and throwing them into the streets, it'll be a lot of fun. I I, I don't even know. That, that There's really no explanation. It, honestly, you might see me on the news. I love it. And honestly, I'm going to do most of that stuff if the Chargers win against Jacksonville because like it, it's going <laughs> to feel great going up against Kansas City or whoever it is if they do, but... Oh, I can't uh, wait to go against Kansas City again, man. I think we can I, do I it. Hope, I hope it's this year. I hope they do it for Rashawn so they can have a chance at redemption against Kansas City. You know what Kansas City fans hate that I've noticed lately on my comments and in the Twitter and all that stuff? They hate how confident we are against them. <laughs> because in years past, it was always like, yeah, you know, we're going to lose twice to the Kansas City. But, you know, we can maybe we'll win these games. Like, no, all of a sudden we're like, hey, I we I think we got this, dude. I think, honestly, I think we got, I think we figured out Mahomes. I think the Chargers, despite all the injuries, got close twice this season. Maybe not the last game, but the season or the, the game before. Uh, last season, of course, we found some success. I, I think we're ready, dudes. It, there's going to be a transition in, in the AFC West. And I think as the Chargers start figuring it out, I don't know. It'll be a tough battle, though. It'll be a tough battle for as long as Mahomes and Herbert are in the same division. But I think we're, I think we're starting to gain that confidence. Jake Hefner, I'm the optimist. But I'm taking a backseat to the director today because, my goodness, you have been uh, – Quite the guest, and oh my goodness, you are my cup overflow with an optimism. There it is, I, man. We need more of this in our lives. Uh, the director, um, enough about the games, enough about us. Talk about you. Uh, what are you working on? How are things going for the life? What are you doing outside of the last hype video? Where should folks find you? Like, tell us all about life of the director and where folks can. Go to is there a stuff. is is there a life outside of YouTube? I don't know about. Is there a, is there a life outside of content creation? If a if a bird shits in the woods and no one's in the woods, some, some people there's not. But believe it or not, you open that door, there is. Oh man, I mean, yeah, we're doing stuff. I've I've been keeping really busy. Honestly, I'm trying to pull out the red carpet a little bit for the playoffs. Uh, just make it feel as special as possible, right? Because again, this is the first time in my channel's history that we've gone to the postseason and with such a strong roster. Yeah, man, I'm going to stay up all night and edit a, a hype trailer. You know, I'm going to roll out with, you know, bells and whistles on the stream and try and push out as much as I can. Um, mainly that. And my wife has been extremely supportive in terms of the commitment here. As a matter of fact, again, like I was saying, she was the one that, you know, kicked me down into the dungeon, locked the door and says, I'll see you in the morning with the cut because she understands as well how special this is. Outside of that, we're doing some fun stuff. I think some of the Bolt fam knows that wife and I are starting a food truck. Super, It's more her food truck. I'm just kind of supporting in that dream as she supported me on YouTube. Uh, we got family visiting, stuff like that. It's a good time. And I mean, if you guys are wondering what I do outside of uh, content creation, not super exciting, but I am a very good Apex Legends player. We'll just say it that. There. Oh, 
you can find him on the sticks or in the dungeon. One of the two. <laughs> I've had one guy in the entire time I played Apex message me. He was like, "Are you the director for the Chargers?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Chargers suck." It was. I was like, "Oh, dude, come on." <laughs> Man, the director he just, and he's oh. already teabagging me it's just i don't know man. <laughs> this brings back halo 2 vibes man i miss those games <laughs> uh the director again you can find him on youtube at the director underscore yt on twitter and as well as youtube uh go subscribe hit the like follow all of his content um he does incredible things director thank you so much for joining us uh best Absolutely. of luck to this team the fan base and to our health Saturday night, it's going to be important uh, that we all stay hydrated and uh, also stay frosty. Uh, Director, thanks so much for tuning in. May I extend one final message to the Bolt fam? No. Oh, (laughs) please. No, please. (laughs) Yes, of course. Please do. Please do. Please, Bolt fam, please. Just remember, among all of the background noise, among everything that's going down right now, have fun with it. Okay, have fun. You don't know when this is going to happen again. Sit back, put your feet up, open a beer, turn on the TV and have some fun with it. And if you're going to the game, I hope you remember it. (laughs) But have fun with it, man. No matter the result, this is an awesome, awesome thing happening for this team. The director joins us. Man, this has always been fun. I can't wait to have you on here again. Uh, Enjoy the Can't wait to go to a game with you again, Dan. I'm so bummed we had to miss out this year. Next year, bring the food truck, bring it down. We'll park it at Pink Lot, and we'll see what happens. Uh, It might be on a tow truck, but maybe, yeah. (laughs) Hey, well, there's a will, there's a way. We'll get you there uh, at SoFi. For the director, for Jake Hefner, this is Dan Wolkenstein. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on Chargers Unleashed. Stay frosty. All right, Jake. Well, that was the director. So much that we talked about. Uh, I guess question for you. How Over under two and a half. How many chills do you think I got? <laughs> while talking with the director in that show. Over, way over. Attaboy. Way over. Attaboy. Well, if that, line, if that line was on been online, you would have won a ton of money. Ton. Right. But. So. That was, yeah, it's not. So don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. But what Dan is trying to obviously uh, slowly and mercifully starting to segue into here is we want to remind everybody that Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure to use that promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game, game starts. starts. Thank you for the, the echo. <laughs> well, <it's time. laughs>